Welcome to Unconditional Love, a podcast where we explore coming out narratives of queer youth. I'm Anthony Russell Jerry. And I'm Frankie Younger. The Unconditional Love podcast is a part of the Youth Citizenship Narrative Project, a project focused on youth experiences with citizenship through various perspectives. These episodes explore the many sites and spaces that provide respite along the journey towards unconditional love. Specifically, our show asks us to think about coming out to oneself, friends and family, and the numerous institutions that frame our lives, as well as the conflict between the fluidity of one's personal sense of becoming and the permanence of one's being to others. Unconditional love contains subject material that some may find upsetting. However, we have tried to present these narratives in an uncensored form as to remain true to the experiences and points of view of our collaborators. folks welcome to another episode of unconditional love i'm anthony jerry i'm alejandro um so today we 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 have a we have a narrative from anna right yeah yeah okay what what a, what a what's uh what's going on with with anna so with anna she was a, had a really interesting um story to tell her she's a really good storyteller uh-huh. she got to elaborate and show us her vulnerability and how she got introduced to the dating the dating world of queer people okay okay so 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 sort of coming out later in life and then trying to figure out uh, sort of how to play the dating game. Yeah, exactly right. All right. So we're going to see some of that and also family expectations mm-hmm. and living outside home for over quite a time, but yet not fully telling her her story to her parents as well. Okay, so 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 they're not out to, to the folks back home. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things then is sort of this... Um, ability to sort of be somebody else or 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 who you think you're becoming right away from from the sort of restrictions imposed uh maybe upon you know imposed on you by by you know your family your friends or loved ones or whatever else right it's really difficult what type of um experience she had but she's a really good storyteller and she did a good job explaining all the difficulties <laughs> she experienced all while. right well mm-hmm. let's uh let's take a listen all right. So here we have a special guest today, Anna from Public Policy, a graduate student from UCR. We're happy to hear to have her at another episode. And here is she. Here she is to let's share her that, story. Let's try that again. Let's I try know. That again. Just, just relax. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Uh, hey, folks. You don't even have to say hey, folks. Okay. Just say uh, we're here with Anna today. Okay. Do you want to say your last name? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Ruiz. Yeah. Okay. So we're here with we're here with Anna today. Yeah, she's going to share a narrative with us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us. Just just keep it easy. Yeah, man. okay. Hello. So today we have a special guest, Ana Ruiz. Um, a special guest from... Oh, my God. Just do it again. Yes. 
I need a script. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you, it's yeah. way better you know without this, it. You know this person already. Okay. You know yeah. script. Just say, no, just say you the, sit across from okay. me every day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Say the person's name and, and let's do this. Okay. Hello. Today we have a special guest, Anna Ruiz. So we're very happy to have her here today. And here she is to share her story with us about her coming out experience. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Um, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us. I guess uh, we got some other folks in the house too. Just a, just a quick shout out, I guess, right, Frankie? Yeah, you know it. Frankie's always here, part of the, uh, part of the family, I guess, right? Yeah, and, uh, podcast me, fam. I'm Anthony, and then uh, Alejandro here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> present, right? All right, cool. So thanks for joining us uh, again, Anna. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, maybe, maybe you'll share share your narrative with us, and then we'll see we'll see where it goes. Where did it all begin? Yeah, there, that's a good, <laughs> good okay. starting point. Yeah, I don't, I can't pinpoint exactly. I feel like, honestly, it's an it's been an ongoing process. Um, I feel like I have half or some not fully out um, because I would say um, my parents don't know. So, but a lot of people substantial amount of people know and and i'm pretty i think i'm more comfortable with strangers because i feel like a lot of strangers especially um in this area are very accepting and especially at an academic setting um very just welcoming okay Mm -hmm. um whereas family's kind of judgmental and always going to be there and um thanksgiving and yes and those kind (laughs) of situations Uh, yes (laughs) all right Uh uh-huh so and especially like my family being catholic uh and having grown up in a family um where my parents were very vocal about their views about um, homosexuality and saying that um they just had there's something mentally wrong with okay yeah with gay people and I, I mean, at the time, I wouldn't, I didn't identify as like being part of the LGBT community, but I knew, even though I didn't know anyone that was gay as like a teenager, I was like, just that doesn't sit well with me, um, and that just it just doesn't feel right. Maybe just like from watching television, just being exposed um, that way, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't know anyone who was gay growing up or anything like that. Um, but I just resisted that, and I remember telling mom, like, no, like, that's not, I don't think, I don't think that's, that's accurate. Because my, my parents would also um, say things about um, other races as well, just very um, judgmental, I would say, about other people. So a lot of what they said was problematic. It just didn't sit well with me, although I didn't know the language or how to combat it. It just... Right. What were some things that they said to you, like, specifically? Um, well, we grew up in a really white white suburb, so. Um, can I can I ask what, what, yes. what part of what part of the country? You, I mean, you don't have to be specific to get, you know, we have to put a put a pin in the in the map there, but. Right. But what, what part of the country would you would you say that was in? Um, that was the Midwest, uh, okay. North Chicago area, so okay. sort of close to Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, kind of a rural feel compared to California or Southern California, but. Um, so it was, we didn't, yeah, we didn't live close to the city and my parents didn't like the city because I feel like because it was very diverse and, um, as closer, when you get closer to Chicago, you 
see more dense pockets of poverty and just different segre segregated neighborhoods, right? So my parents hated going to the city. And they're like, oh, it's dirty. There's like, my, my parents didn't like black people at the time. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't know how they feel exactly now, but I remember their comments and just saying like racist things. Um, and we like, and I didn't grow up around too many African-Americans. So I, you know, I just took what they said, didn't really argue against it, but it just, a lot of their comments didn't sit well, sit well with me. Right. Um, that seems to be, that seems to be, uh, uh, from an individual sort of perspective, um, you know, it seems it, it can be, it can appear shocking, mm -hmm. but then if you think sort of collectively, right, that seems to be the 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 kind of kind of the norm, right? Thinking about the ways that most of us have been socialized around race and sexuality and and, and those kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. My uh, stepmom and my dad also thought it was a mental illness, so I have that commonality with you, and that made things mm -hmm. kind of rocky between us when the truth came out so yeah um <laughs> hopefully they don't feel as strongly about it now but anyway yeah <clears throat> yeah I keep playing with this idea of like okay when I go home this time I'm going to tell them mm. yeah for the for the holidays yes let's take a quick pause that 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 is uh yes what's up hello everyone here we have a special guest, Anna, um, joining us today. We're very happy to have her. So, hi, Anna. Hi, thank you for having me. All welcome right. Welcome to the studio. Awesome, yeah. Welcome to the studio. Glad you could uh, come out and share uh, share your story with us. So, Anna here is going to um, share with us her, her coming out narrative. So, Anna, how was your coming out experience? So, my coming out experience, I feel like it's still ongoing it's um it's hasn't ended or i guess yeah it hasn't um i don't feel like it's fully complete complete in what way like what do you mean um in the sense that uh, a lot of my family doesn't know uh, my parents mostly um but my my siblings they they know, but they're younger than me, and so I feel like they look up to me. They're not judgmental. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been we've, we've actually since uh, since the you know starting um, the the unconditional love project, we've been getting a, a sort of we've been told over and over and over again. Uh, I don't know if you remember Frankie, but that that the process is sort of an ongoing process. Right? They everyone who has said they've literally <laughs> said those words yeah, ongoing yeah. process. Ongoing. It's never it's never, <laughs> never ending. Yeah. And so this idea of 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 <clears throat> coming out, right? And and in lots of ways it's sort of the it's it's maybe the experience of people who are experiencing someone else's coming out to them seems like a one-time kind of thing, right? But for mm -hmm. the person who's who's actually, you know, doing the quote-unquote coming out right it, it seems to be uh, a sort of forever kind of kind of process mm -hmm. yeah I guess the way I see it is I when I I'm around other people in the community who are expressing themselves where I feel like they're doing it fully and they're like without restraints or and I guess I feel like 
sometimes I feel like an imposter, like in those spaces, mm. because not everybody knows, or because I just haven't um, been in those spaces enough. And I guess I feel like I navigate in the world like a straight person. Most people assume like I'm just straight, because I guess I because I I lean towards men, um, and so a lot of people just there's that assumption and so it's for me it's like well do i step in and clarify well no i'm bi uh, okay mm-hmm. or you know so but it but sometimes i find myself like well when do i do that when is it appropriate and so sometimes i do feel like an imposter like am i yeah i just and, and it took me a while to realize it too like a little and i guess because i see younger people um, out and open and feeling more comfortable on their skin that it m- me being like 30 and realizing that I was on the spectrum that I was by it early or later in my life is kind of like I, I guess I'm like oh well I wasn't 18 19 and being like oh I'm gay and like you know feeling comfortable in my skin um, the way I see other younger people embracing it huh. how were you like when you were young then you said like you came out recently just came in your late or early early 30s now like how did you act as a teenager like did you have these type of feelings before too so i guess it was when i was a teenager that i was just i thought i was confused and i thought i was just weird um because i thought it was a binary i thought i thought that you were either gay or you were straight or if you were bi that you were like half and half like that i just thought of it as a binary and so I was like, well, I guess I'm just weird. I don't know. I guess I'm just confused or I'm bi-curious or whatever the terms that get thrown around. So I didn't really understand. Um, but I was like, well, I guess I'm straight because that's how I navigated in the world for so long. Um, so, yeah, and I just, I, I just, I was confused for the longest until I was in my undergrad and I took a course and we talked about fluidity and the professor explained it and I was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense I have so much clarity I had like an epiphany or something like in class where I realized and the professor was talking about like Dr. Kinsey's work about sexuality so that's where I I like realized and it all made so much more sense to me and I think it was like 25 at the time 24 so yeah and that, that would have been what less than less than 10 years ago like five like five years or so five six years ago yeah okay okay can can we can we maybe sort of um maybe then so so is that sort of the sort of the the sort of context right around around how it is that you sort of maybe decided or sort of made sense right Mm -hmm. of 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 that sense of 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 being by or in between or either one or the other but do you have a sense then of did that then start the process of of coming out or actually sort of embracing um a sexuality that felt like you or yes well because once i felt like i had my answer of like where do i fall within these within this acronym of lgbtq or it, I don't have to. Once I, I, I felt like I had the answer and the clarity, I felt to em, that I started to embrace it more. Uh-huh. And um, I kind of slowly decided that if it was the moment or if it was, I was in the space and I felt comfortable, that 
um, I would expose and say that, yeah, I'm bi. But it was just, it was a very slow process. So for quite a long time then, you must have been kind of in that liminal, in-between space where you didn't quite know how to think about yourself. Is that right? Yes, yes. And also, I think not knowing anybody, not having any friends that were also just that identified as gay or queer any of those things I just I had so many questions I'm like I don't even know how to be gay I don't even know how to be bi like how do I do this (laughs) so I would um but even with straight friends who were like oh let's go to in San Diego Hillcrest Mm -hmm. right into the gay community let's people that I knew that were straight but felt comfortable going I still I was like, okay, well, I guess that's what you do. You go to Hillcrest and you hang out and meet other queer folks. But I still felt like, I don't know, am I doing this right? How do I talk to people? So not having other um, gay friends, other friends that fell on the spectrum. So it was it was weird for me. It was awkward. That, but it it seems already it seems already set up though to be awkward, right? You, you mentioned Hillcrest, and so so I'm from San Diego, and I and I growing up. Like Hillcrest was like gay San Diego, right? So if you went mm-hmm. to Hillcrest, it was like, oh, why are you in Hillcrest? Yeah, why are you going to Hillcrest? <laughs> you, must, you must be gay, right? But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Hillcrest became this place uh, to to party, and there were nightclubs up there, and it became kind of a, a, a cooler place to be. Mm-hmm. But that was also sort of still, you know, overlapping with that weird kind of this is a, a queer space, this is a, a, a queer geography. Mm-hmm. And so then Hillcrest seems to be set up for folks to be gay in some of the stereotypical ways too. Mm. Right? So you go to Hillcrest and there's a, it's a, it's a, things aren't cheap in Hillcrest, right? Mm-hmm. Not many people can afford to live in Hillcrest. So so mm-hmm. nope. so queerness in Hillcrest is a whole kind of you know stereotypical pop kind of gay. But then there's a whole underside of that too, where you got people who are doing lots of drugs and people who are living in bad states and you know finding all of the sort of realness right about being queer exists in Hillcrest too but that's not the that's not the pop part of it so when you say like you didn't know how to be gay or whatever I think I think the space is already set up to make that a, a confusing kind of thing in the first place you know right and when I would go I would always uh overhear other queer folks saying all these straight people here like why are they here (laughs) and then i felt like i was like oh dang am i one of those like i'm invading the space like is are they gonna see me as an invader of their space Mm -hmm. because a lot of straight people like to hang out in hillcrest so um, i felt like am i one of those people because i feel like i navigate in the world as a straight person sometimes so i felt like i was being looked at like what are you doing here these when you visit these spaces do you still feel the same way that you're that you're not acting accordingly as gay? Do or, I still feel like yeah, that? Yeah, do you feel like that? Um, I feel less and less like okay. it's like that. The more I'm getting more comfortable as time goes on. But at the same time, you know, even as, as anybody goes out to bars and clubs to like, you know, hopefully meet somebody or talk to somebody. And I have never dated a woman. So I guess when I go to like a lesbian bar or 
whatever. I'm like, how do I talk to these girls? I don't know how to talk do to them. Do you send them, them a drink the or what? Internal <laughs> struggle. Uh, yeah. we, I think we've talked about this before. This is a common thing where it, yeah. it's yeah. like, I think if you're bi or even if you're a woman or like women adjacent, like non-binary, you're so used to like predatory behavior at you yes. that you don't want to replicate that towards another woman so then approaching entirely becomes this like very walking on eggshells situation where you want to know that you're inter you want to um like signal that you're interested but you don't want to make them feel like uncomfortable so yeah. how does that happen you know what right I mean? but honestly you know what's interesting in my early 20s i did rep because I, w I would say i wasn't woke yet i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> educated yet so i honestly did in my early 20s when I was still like trying to figure everything out and I would sometimes go to Hillcrest, I would replicate creepy behavior because I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but those, those spaces then are set up for, for a, a, a stereotypical kind of, I don't know, prepackaged it seems. It's like a, it's a particular kind of, kind of interaction. Right. It seems as though like the popular or the only avenues to uh, meet other queer people are in like a club situation, which it, or, or the, like at a GSA, which is good, or like a, a dating a, app. Dating or, app. Or, yeah, at a, a dating app. Um, so it's like, that already sets up a kind of expectation for a certain kind of interaction. But, but do all those want. do all those spaces though require the performance of queerness? Mm, what do well, you mean? Well, well, I mean on a, on a on a on a dating app, for example, right? Like, how is it then that someone performs the uh, the what is the etiquette, right? Sort of to 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 <laughs> performing queerness. I mean, in Hillcrest. It, it's obvious it's there there's a particular aesthetic but I mean what happens if you find yourself in a position with not knowing right the conventions or or the particular etiquette to performing a, a, a queerness I feel like on dating apps you don't need to perform like if you're you download the app yourself and you're on it willingly and you have a photo it seems like the assumption is that you're there to meet other other queer people and date them but how do you get bikes though is what I'm saying Oh. I'm Very still carefully. trying to figure that out. <laughs> I, feel to, yeah. I feel the same awkwardness on right. the app. Well, maybe not as um, it's a not little the same. easier. Okay, I still I'm like, yeah. why do I suck at this still? <laughs> yeah, in person and yeah. on the app. Like, how do I do this? That's, and I guess that's the thing, right? Is that you're you're trying to figure out how what is what are the conventions and how is it that not necessarily they conform to you, but how do you conform to them? Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like okay if I say something first why is this conversation not going anywhere right. um, because that could happen right with guys or with girls like it happens either way but for some reason and I guess also as like having dated guys they're the ones who are usually making moves so I'm trying to put myself in that space of okay I shouldn't expect the other person I should just do it myself right yeah. and so putting myself out there that's also newer for me um, forcing myself to make moves or be the one to initiate. That's new to me also, but... 
it's a whole new game baby yeah <laughs> um but when i do it even still it's like this is not going anywhere what am i doing wrong where's mm-hmm. the manual right, right. <laughs> yeah which is which is yeah and, and no one i imagine no one's sort of giving you the manual. i mean all of us to be to be honest no matter what you how you identify in any particular way there's no manual for like right. you know, being human right so that, mm-hmm. i mean that's the sort of baseline i guess but but trying to figure it out in all these different contexts. If, if we go back maybe a little bit, so then who, who was the first person uh, that you came out to and, and what, was, what was that like? Honestly, I don't remember now. I feel like I've had, I've been coming out in not just my sexuality, but just as who I am as a person and on all these levels yeah. that... I feel like I tell people, like, I peel back a layer of myself to different people, so I can't remember. Mm. And also my memory's bad, but I can't remember <laughs> who I specifically told for the first time. Can Do you remember so. Do you remember an experience around telling someone that, that, that might have stuck out as sort of maybe a, a definitive experience, or have they all just blended together? Um, having told, I think, my sister... Where I, where we talk about our dating experiences all the time, so I just told like being comfortable to tell her, um, and also because I, I had the language now where I was like, oh, this is, um, I am also attracted to women, but it's not, I'm, I'm not like fifty fifty as mm-hmm. how I used to think, um, and she was just very like, oh, okay, that's not how I feel, but okay, because I was also maybe like trying to see if we had a connection like do you feel like this too or is it just me and she was like nope i'm not yeah (laughs) but she didn't like say anything negative also um other female like other close friends of mine women that are like um i'm not i would never date a woman but like i can tell when a woman's really good looking or just like saying um when we just talk about who we're attracted to they're like, yeah, I feel like I'm on the spectrum, but like I'm not fully. And I'm like, oh, okay, like so you understand, too. So having that connection with other, other women, mm-hmm. wow. could feel similar. And is are you are you are you finding that the more that you seem to embrace uh, the possibilities of your own sexuality, that you're finding more and more people um, that are willing to embrace you or or has it been fewer or how how's that working out yeah i feel that i for the most part there i haven't felt any rejection i haven't felt like uncomfortable Hmm. Uh, i think it's all about timing too like so i don't always feel like oh it's the right time to say Uh, to mm -hmm. say it Mm -hmm. or whatever um but I haven't felt like anyone has shut me off or um, I, I have felt at times the feel the need to correct people because sometimes they speak about they're talking about um, bisexuality as if it's one or the other, like generalizing mm-hmm. um, women that are bi. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I do feel like I'm in spaces where they still have this misconception of, oh, are you? Oh, you're a lesbian, or like using those those kinds of like that kind of terminology. Whereas like, oh, you're um, 
people assume like if I say like I'm bi, they're like, oh, so how many women have you dated? I'm like, oh, well, like none. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then that's a, that's a theme that we've we've encountered too, right? Or or a, a sense that we've encountered that that sexuality then is all about like the sex, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. talked to several folks who you know would would put themselves in in these different you know categories, I guess you would say, but still aren't sort of sexually active in the way that mm-hmm. that the stereotype would, would suggest, right? Yeah. Like, it's a different <clears throat> feeling to um, to be queer and to, like, you know, bone down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, as, as Frankie would say, right? as, as Frankie would say. Like, <laughs> like, you're expected to have some kind of number by the time that you reveal to the world, like you've come out so they're like yeah exactly so they're like so you know about it then right, it's like yeah. well i uh, no, but you don't have to know right. that you know you don't have to try it to know it, like when did they decide they were straight you right. know what i mean did they have to sleep with someone to know mm. for real that they were straight no right. they just grew up <laughs> and they test. figured yeah, they right. just knew about it they just knew that mm-hmm. and yeah. so why would it not be the same way for anybody else and that seems to be the way to sort of materialize the deviance right if 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 queerness is sort of this scene is sort of this deviance right then people see it as well then you got to be having lots of lots of gay sex right there's got to be something in there that's that's really threatening right they want the nitty-gritty oh yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they haven't earned yeah, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't earned it yeah that's like uh grecia was saying one time that like people feel so entitled to their questions and entitled to information about your like personal life in that regard in that situation and it's like well slow down i there's i you're not owed every detail about what it means to me i'm just telling you a baseline like information about myself but it doesn't mean more than you so, don't need to know anymore right now. So what are you mm-hmm. doing with your junk lately? Yeah, it's like, whoa! <laughs> exactly. Okay, exactly. what about you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Maybe, I hear this a lot in like queer spaces, uh, talking about sex, really. That we always make a distinction, like there's a difference between love and sex, right? There's always a distinction. that, And maybe, I don't know about this, in the heteronormative world, it's like sex and love are the same thing, right? If you, if you love someone, you will demonstrate it through sex mm. but in, i noticed in queer communities they were trying to de- de- um like these dissect these these terms uh, and ideas de-sex dissect yeah. de-sex <laughs> yeah. Um, well yeah but it seems that way but it, but it doesn't have to be sort of either or in any space right but it mm. seems that for some reason queerness turns into to sex right and i think it's cool that we've we found multiple times or having these conversations that a lot of times you know sexuality that the way people are feeling is not about you know who they're having sex with or the ways that they're having sex, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder. I wonder if uh, you mentioned sort of uh, this sort of idea of the spectrum and this fifty-fifty scale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, I think you earlier you said something about so, sort of not being fifty-fifty. Do you find that that the older you get or the more you are sort of embracing your sexuality or, or I don't know, thinking about your own sexuality, do you, do you find that the percentages are changing or shifting? Or um, That's also a question I'm still trying to figure out because uh. um, 
like i i ask myself like well would i like engage in a full committed relationship with a woman like i don't know i don't know mm -hmm. because i've never like experienced that right. so at first i think in the beginning i was like no i don't like i'm like i wouldn't want to date a woman like have a serious relationship but now i'm like or was i just saying that because like i was like thought i was straight or i yeah i just i'm still trying to um understand that as i as i move along um so yeah i think it's it's changed but i'm still grappling with hmm where where do i fall on that spectrum right mm -hmm. do, you, do you think that impacts potential partners whether they you know be long term or short term do you think the the sense that you're still kind of on the fence right does that mm -hmm. do you think that impacts the ways that others might potentially think about involving or getting involved with you yeah i do um i i when i date someone or if i date a, a guy they are they're like oh are you gonna leave me are you gonna cheat on me with a girl and i'm like what well, <laughs> well well then wouldn't you just ask me are you gonna cheat on me period yes. yeah general, yeah right? but there's some threat to the to <laughs> yeah the other one, right? because yeah. then it's like oh well it's not just guys that are th other guys that are threatening now i gotta watch out for everybody, everybody. but right. like for some reason they think uh it's more likely to happen with a girl or something i don't know i think that's a personal thing to say that that's one of those things um it, it the suggestion there is that uh there's a performance issue right <laughs> no, I'm, ser I'm serious. Maybe, you know, I, I, oh. think, I think for the most part, I think, you know, egos are fragile, right? And so, okay, if you, left, if you left a guy for another guy, it's like, okay, you know, but then you, to leave a guy for a woman, it's like, oh, there's something completely off there, right? That, mm -hmm. the, that the, the guy wasn't satisfying or performing. Or right. You have to look elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Which, is, which is not even about that, but somehow we we make things about us instead of <laughs> about mm. what it, what things are really about right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think i mean i feel like i have to disclose that early on right. in a new relationship and see how they kind of react to that um but i also notice that when i yeah when in recent experiences when i meet a guy um, and I, I also have to say something about that side note is I feel like it's so easy to talk to males and I'm like, is that because I have a lot of experience doing that or because it's just easier? Like, what is the deal there? Why can I? I can shed some light on that. Okay. I was thinking about this. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about this. We talked about this, actually. Yeah. Statistically, there's just a lot more straight guys than there are queer by women. So statistically, mm -hmm. you're just going to interact with them more and it's just going to be easier to fall into something like that where you find yourself in a relationship with a guy and it, and that's fine but that definitely explains a lot you know yeah I, I think that's definitely part of it I think the other part is uh is that you're just we're raised to drive on the right side of the road yeah right mm -hmm. and so it makes sense you just you just understand how to do it you know and then when you're taken out of that you know, I, I imagine um, there's a whole other sort of learning curve, right? So whether mm -hmm. whether you recognize it or not, you know, you're just driving on the right side of the road, you know, and then to to drive against traffic is a whole other whole another learning curve, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just set up that way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Which and, and we've all sort of been trained to. To be honest, though, even like um, 
it appears or feels natural or normal, but I'll say it's 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 not. I've always had trouble with the whole, you know, figuring out the process anyway. Like not not in a sense of sexuality, just in the sense of like interpersonal relationships, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting close to someone. Figuring try, someone out. Yeah, mm-hmm. figuring someone out and trying yeah. to rap to somebody in, in, in a, just a general kind of way is, is awkward in the first place. For me, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you have alcohol. <laughs> oh, <first> maybe. <laughs> maybe that makes it even weirder, right? That's, that's where yeah. the creep, creepy thing that, that mm-hmm. I was talking about comes mm-hmm. in, right? Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a, where I was going with earlier is that I had like a weird experience too where I... I feel like I have to disclose that early on and kind of see how they react. Because, like if they have a negative or there's kind of whatever about it. Um, and I had an experience where it, well, I guess I was on a double date, but I have felt like they had already talked about me. Like he had told his friend that I was bi and then the other guy had brought like a a friend a girlfriend of his and i felt like they were trying to set me up with her and i was like what the i was trying to figure out what was i was trying to read the room like i felt left out of the conversation (laughs) yeah it was so weird and then he was like oh she thinks you're cute and i was like well okay if what first of all i thought i was on date with you second of all if she Mm. thinks i'm cute why doesn't she tell me and just because i like women doesn't mean i like all women yeah you have to you have to to. who bought you dinner though but you have to yeah it was like so many assumptions were made it just turned into a really uncomfortable night yeah yeah Yeah, and that's weird right because all of a sudden it becomes this weird test kind of thing right rather than rather than sort of a natural progression of of people liking other people right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was like what is going on here there's too many assumptions about what it means to be gay by like all these things i bet there were some other motives there too yes yeah Yeah, i'm thinking there's some other motives there too just yeah people get weird right yeah (laughs) has it ever been a deal breaker like you tell the guy and he was like no i'm not that that means i'm not interested anymore no, not yet. Well, I think, well, right now, meeting people through apps and I just disclose right away, like, I'm bi. But I have seen on the other, on the flip side, um, on women, I've, I've um, seen on dating apps where women say, if you're bi, like, no. Oh, like, wow. lesbian really? women. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where lesbian women are saying, if you're bi, like, no. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, biphobia in within like lesbians or it it can be that way and yeah. which is really counter intuitive for me i think that's not very it's just not good either way but like you were saying about how you feel like an imposter mm-hmm. sometimes i've heard lesbians feel like bi people are imposters or bi mm. women are imposters because they have like quote-unquote straight passing privilege is Mm, what I think they refer to it as and it's like no that doesn't mean that you don't you're all of a sudden exempt from a lot of different like kind of uh biphobic or even lesbophobic things they can still be directed kind of at you in like indirectly you can still be affected by that kind of like disparaging behavior towards what would be like a lesbian right Mm -hmm. because you're still attracted to women like you can feel that too it's like lightning you know hopping from one kind of person to the next it doesn't mean that you're you 
forego this part of your life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and you're only straight when you're with a guy, and you're only <laughs> lesbian when you're with a girl. It No, that's not quite how it is, but it's really unfortunate that that you've experienced that on dating apps mm-hmm. where it's like, there, there seems wow. to be a commitment, a commitment issue too, though, yeah. right? So some folks, some folks have decided, I think that uh, that they're a point in their own lives where they're not willing to um, engage in some of the messiness anymore, right? They've decided that they are here, and they're only going to surround themselves with people that are in that same mm-hmm. same space. Mm-hmm. And I think it's part of the imposter thing that, that both you folks were talking about, where some folks think that if someone is bisexual that they're they're they just haven't fully committed yeah, yeah. right you and need so, to pick and choose right right so yeah whose team are you on yeah, yeah and that's, yes. that's, that's that's sad though right yeah. that's sad because it doesn't allow people to experience the full range yeah of of human sexuality or human emotion right they mm-hmm. say if if this is what they've decided everyone else has to be on the same the same page right yeah which which really leaves those sort of gender norms or sexuality norms like in place right it doesn't do anything to 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 really move them around you know or destabilize i guess i would say right yeah um oh i was gonna say something i forgot never mind (laughs) so i want to talk about that you say you have a trial like you open yourself up and you see if people like you try to feel around people if they accept your sexuality or not right has anyone else come out to you? Have you ever experienced someone no. coming out to you? No. 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 Okay. Has anyone has anyone ever tried to drag you out? Oh. Tried to drag me out? Yeah, I mean with the intention of have has anyone ever recognized, "Hey, um, you know, there there might be a possibility here." And so then have they tried to pursue you? I would say in high school, maybe kind of it was like that because I didn't know what was going on. So I was having this conversation at like, oh, I worked in retail at the time. So with another guy and he's like, oh, I know a lesbian. Like I should hook you two up and see if you're <laughs> like in a way he was like, let me set this up so you could see if you're gay or, oh, it sounds Test like, it yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's weird. Uh. Um, but yeah, no, not like in com- not really in conversation okay yeah no um the other i think because i haven't um like i keep thinking this is the last part well not last part but i feel like every time i go to the midwest to visit my family like okay i'm gonna have this conversation with my parents now it's gonna happen yeah every time i i go home i feel like (coughs) i have a need to um have difficult conversations with my parents because they're very <laughs> closed like they're there's just so much that needs to be unpacked there with my parents but i don't feel comfortable to do it all at once so <laughs> i do it a little bit at a time and this is i feel like one part of it that still is like weighing on my mind that needs to happen um but then i keep pushing it off and putting it back because i'm like well I don't have a girlfriend yet, so I don't need to do it. Right. <laughs> like, oh. I feel like if I was in a, if I start dating a woman, now I have to tell them. Okay. So, like, if you date a woman, you said that you don't see yourself in a long-term relationship with a woman. Like, well, what I'm, if, I'm what trying if... to figure that out. I okay, don't you're know. Figuring, okay. Yeah. I was thinking, like, what if you get, like, you see that person's a long-term, then if you see, like, you project yourself in a marriage and stuff, that's mm-hmm. when you would do it then? Is that what you're trying to say? If that you, I feel like if I was just even not necessarily in a serious relationship, but if I was like even casually dating women, like okay. I would feel like 
the need to have to tell my parents more urgently uh-huh. whereas right now i'm like oh well i'm still dating guys as far as they know i'm dating guys so why don't you to like how do i bring this up awkwardly or yeah there's no like uh feel talking about, talking like, about the theoretical mm-hmm. right the hypothetical yeah it's, it's hard to do yeah right so but what would change though or in your mind like because i imagine mm. i imagine like like everybody right well not everybody but um you know, before we do any kind of, before we take any kind of major leap, we try to think it out in our head, right? What what mm-hmm. what would this be like? And so, in your mind, like, what do you what do you think would change? How would how would that conversation go? Well, if I started seeing started seeing a woman, then I would feel like oh, I should probably tell my parents I'm da- like I'm bi. I'm, I I like women. I'm dating a woman. I don't okay. know. And what would they say? <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm how, how, oh, okay. how would that like have you ever played the conversation out in your own mind and, and yes um, I think at this point I keep telling myself like what am I so afraid of like because I don't think it would go as bad I don't think it would go horrible yeah. um, because I'm like I said earlier I'm the oldest I'm the only one who's moved out like I've been living away from my family for over a decade now and from what I know and other people have told me, my parents really respect me and I don't live under their house. I've been really independent for the most part, um, whereas my other siblings still very much live with them and um, I guess still need them financially. Yeah. So I, and I've the only, I'm the only one who's um, gone into academia, only one that um, first generation so I'm the only one who's gone this route and been pretty sustainable on my own to where I feel like I could do anything and as long as I'm not in prison as long as I'm not mm-hmm. locked up they're like you're doing great so we can't even judge you really mm-hmm. do, what, do you think do you think all of the stuff that you just said in some ways in their mind would explain your potential queerness what do you mean? Well, you, you you gave us a whole you gave us a whole like sort of list of your of your single woman, single person <laughs> accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. You went out into the world, you you did this, you came out from under their roof, you mm-hmm. know, you're not dependent upon them anymore. Mm-hmm. And you went into the big bad world <clears throat> and got experienced. Mm-hmm. And and I wonder if in their minds or in your understanding or you knowing who they are, would that in their mind suggest we we knew something like that would happen if she went out into that big crazy world and disconnected from us maybe yeah (laughs) i i think so well um my mom would say weird stuff like oh if you because i she would say you know how much longer do you have in school this and that and i'm like years or this many years and she was like oh you're gonna go crazy from so much education and things like that <laughs> she's gonna blame fun. school right. <laughs> for turning me gay or something yeah, so like, that's what I like all those accomplishments uh, that yeah. you, you listed off i wonder mm. if those will be the same thing so they'll be like oh yeah well we we knew something yeah. would happen if you went out there and you know started jumping into all of these different mm. things right? yeah i don't maybe i i feel like well the other big icebreaker I had for them was like growing we I grew up Catholic and I decided I was like I'm not religious anymore like I'm definitely not Catholic and that did not sit well with them Uh (laughs) they started like 
drinking um, <laughs> unintentionally. They started pouring themselves glasses. And I was like, I can't even bear this. Yeah, they cut it. It was crazy. Oh my um, gosh. So I was like, I, I don't know if it could get much worse than that because they were mm. like really upset about that one. Wow. So they're like, Jesus, the world has turned you into an atheist. <laughs> like, what is going oh. on? What? And then I'm like, and then I asked my siblings, like, do you guys get, some? my dad sends me like prayers every morning on <laughs> Facebook Messenger. What? Like, every day. And I asked them, like, you guys are atheists too. Do you guys, do you all get this? <laughs> no, we don't get anything. Because oh they're, they're still in the den. Right? Yeah. They're still. Yeah, they're still... Mm, I, have yeah. a, I have a similar question. Yeah. With like, you listed all these accomplishments, right, that you did. Like, you lived on your own for over a decade. You're the first one to go to um, academia. Mm-hmm. Like, in a way, can you say all these accomplishments are a way to, like, prove more than your, prove to your parents that you're more than just, you're, you're bisexual, you're more than just queer, like, you're this successful person, right? Mm-hmm. So do you need all, like, in a way, I feel like I hear this a lot with a lot of um, queer people. They're always trying to prove themselves that I am more valuable and I don't even need this, um, this label of, of queerness to even feel accomplished because I, I already have these accomplishments. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way you're trying to like off balance if your parents took it a bad way, like at least you have all these accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. Already under your belt. Right. That guy's leverage. Yeah, yeah, there you go, leverage. Yeah. I felt like before I'm like, I can't tell them all these things until I'm thirty and I'm like seriously an adult and I have a lot like a degree. So that way, uh if I tell them too much too soon and I haven't reached these accomplishments, like yeah. Mm-hmm. It what's the word like it balances it out balances, yeah yes. and i've already you know um attained certain things so that they can't judge me as harshly <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's a way to make the deviant a little less deviant right maybe yeah, yeah. hey you got, i don't know if you if any of you are familiar with those old uh those old like uh public service type things they would do like way 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 back in the day um where they, you know, marijuana was like this sort of devil's kind of thing, right? Watch oh, out. the devil's lettuce. So, so watch out for the scourge, right, of marijuana. It's taking communities over, right? Oh, we did the okay. same thing with crack, but I think we did the same thing with, with sexuality too back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like someone's gonna be gay, and then all of a sudden, not only are they gonna be gay, but they're gonna get into all of these other underworld mm-hmm. kind of things. Right? Well, it's like, like a threat to the nuclear family, which mm-hmm. is like a very important. Yeah. Not to be like Comrade Frankie, but like is a very important <laughs> part of of like capitalism and their demographic is like reaching out to like right. families and that and like an industry that facilitates that kind of unit right. and versus like what would you know. Well, queer people, they, they don't have families or whatever. They don't yeah, have like units like that. Right? There's this they, gay underworld. Yeah, they're like just like gateway. degenerates or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? The sinful. Yeah. Yeah. To the, the gateway to these other places, right? But then if you balance that out with success in a career, success in academia, success with a family, success in, you know, you bought a car, all of these other kinds of mm-hmm. well, they say, well... If you're playing the Maybe game, not yeah. in the underworld, then if you right. break yeah. a rule, then you're like it's us. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just like us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and also just in my family, I, I don't get this as much anymore. But asking when, like, when are you gonna have kids? When are you gonna settle down? That was gonna be my things. question, actually. Next oh, is like, okay. has have, have your parents? Do they do? Who's asking? No, 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 no. That wasn't gonna be my next question. My next question was gonna be. 
if your parents were pressuring you to conform to that like heteronormative kind of life path where it's like when are you gonna get married when are you having kids da, 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 da. um <laughs> yeah they did i would say like a couple years ago maybe when i was like 26 25 they they did do that they definitely were like when are, because my sisters they both have children i have two sisters and a brother and they both had daughters pretty young so on me being the oldest it was like when well when are you gonna settle down and have kids when are we gonna be grandparents and maybe if i i feel like if i came out to them they would be like oh so that's why you're single also oh, that's why you're 30 <laughs> oh, and don't have any damn. kids it all makes all sense makes now sense, yeah. um i feel like i might get the that spinster. answer <laughs> yeah but um I guess I don't, I don't haven't gotten that as much now and I just attributed that to um, my parents just being more aware um, and seeing like all these unhappy and divorces and all this stuff uh. and me just continuing in my career in school my parents just be have become more supportive of that like oh yeah you do your independent thing and who cares about getting into a relationship like I felt like they've just been more supportive about it but yeah sometimes I think like they might just uh, attribute that to me, me being bisexual and that's mm. why yeah. conversely have you felt an internal pressure to come out on the this might be a leading question but on the basis of maybe feeling like you are disingenuous to them by not by not telling them by not coming out so wait can you rephrase that again so okay do you ever feel like a pressure from your self to come out to your parents because you feel like if you don't you're lying to them because that's how it felt for me mm -hmm. yeah 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 i do i i feel like well maybe i won't feel completely whole or like i am being fully authentic if i don't come out to my parents like maybe and then i think like okay if i came out to them would then i would I not feel like an imposter as much? Would I feel like my full authentic self? Maybe it's just them that, because I haven't been honest with them. Would, so. would, would there be this, uh, I, I, this is the, uh, something I'm, I'm wondering, would there, when you come out to somebody, do you feel that there's this expectation on the part of the other person now for you to always sort of appear or perform? queer because I, I mean so if you come out to your parents right Frankie you might you might uh, sort of be able to to address this a little bit but if, if you come out to your parents do your parents now always sort of perceive everything that you do or that you're gonna do is sort of it's the queer version of, of the, you know what I, you know what I mean does it change yes. the relationship where their expectation now is that you're you're showing them your queerness every time you you interact with them or i have that yeah, yeah. experience yes yeah like, a little to an extent because yeah. like um on one side this can happen in two of many more ways they can um decide to like um be super okay my parents i think felt a lapse of guilt for how they treated me so now they're like very enthusiastic and they're like my church is like this now and i'm like that's cool i'm still not going to oh, it it's gay friendly now yeah. <laughs> like, i'm like so you can come back to the i know a lesbian now i'm like that's so great for you <laughs> like, okay. Okay. here's your award that you asked for like they're clearly they want some 
they want me to accept them now right. for their they're asking for forgiveness in this like slight way you right. know what i mean by yeah. being indirectly kind of supportive and performing this like allyship that's super like superficial su uh -huh. kind of superficial right. and uh you know so there's that there's that that is a definitely a role that they can end up taking is the like super enthusiastic kind of i don't know that it after, also after all of the uh pray the gay away stuff yeah <laughs> have you ever seen okay have you ever seen get out yeah yes. I, haven't, I haven't watched that no. okay you know how the white girl's parents are like we wish obama would have served a third term yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's like him. i voted for him twice yeah it's like <laughs> i would have voted for him a third time it's like that kind of yeah. like okay 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 over the top right yeah, yeah. um I don't really know what the other part, you know, other part of it is. Is I mean, I guess it'd be like, well, yeah, you're you're gay now, and whatever you do, if it falls into their confirmation bias, is like, well, of course you would do that because you're you're gay or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I mean, I don't know. I uh, I once I came out, it was really hard for me to like not do a lot of these like stereotypical gay things. And because of the nature of Facebook at that time, the, a lot of the privacy settings were not super tight. So, like, people, if they would tag you and stuff, like, they, you could, oh, everyone could see it. You know? <laughs> so, like, the things that I did, I didn't, I was kind of outed sometimes in some ways. So, so that, that kind of brings up the sort of another side, Anna, about uh, mm -hmm. sort of you telling your parents mm -hmm. and then sort of, being allowed to be your authentic self, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you tell your parents, then what kind of authentic self are they going to require? You know, that, that's mm. just that's what that's what I wonder is how is it that people expect a type of authenticity right, mm -hmm. from us, and how that then is affected by, you know, who you tell them you are, or how you can you can be with them or not, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do wonder. Like, is there are they going to look at me differently or? Are they gonna evaluate my um, my actions differently? Like what's going to change? Or yeah, like are, am I going to change? <laughs> that's, um, yeah, maybe maybe that's the question, <laughs> right? Is 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 would you coming out to your parents make this change in you that would then? Would it be like the final step? Yeah, and then all, all of a sudden you're like very gung ho. And you're go like, back, go back. Yeah. <laughs> or, or or maybe then maybe then the percentages shift again. Not just not go back, but maybe the percentages shift again, and then that you know I wonder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, see that's the unconditional love, right? That 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 Frankie, I think, uh, talked talked about or sort of brought to the to the table, right? Is is that part right there? You know, is, is what would that change then mean for for you or for or for anyone, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Way to tie it back. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. We've come full circle. That's a skill. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a skill. Yeah. You're not just born with that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well thanks for uh thanks for coming out and talking to us. Yeah. It's been great. Thank you all for Thank having you, me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was super fun. Mm -hmm. You're a good guest. Thanks. <laughs> Yay. All right. See you folks. All right. Thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for listening.
Well, uh, there's a lot, a lot of, lot of interesting stuff going on there, huh? Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Really complex. What, um, do, you, uh, what do you think? Well, I really like the the part when Anna got to elaborate more on her ten year um, um, time span away from her family. Uh-huh. Been like really interesting that she had she came out really late, or not really late, but relatively late in her in her life, and she still has not fully um came out to her parents and this is like one of her ways of probably maybe even um how you call it <laughs> reaching out to her parents oh, right I see. getting her through, voice through the podcast through the podcast oh, okay. right that's awesome i would like to think that <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so so anna's got an agenda is what you're saying using the using the podcast as the the medium right yeah don't, don't take my word for it i'm sort of getting <laughs> no. at it i i hear you i hear you what, do, you, do you think it's it's uh is is that experience um sort of that extended sort of coming out period is that is that a common thing you think or I think it is um right it's a process not a point right of coming out right right and so for her yes it it has taken a quite a while for her to uh-huh. realize that she noted that she felt that she was confused for a couple of years and she thought it was gonna be a phase or something but she's right. like she's still in the in the process of coming to terms with it, but she, she in other ways, she has come out to her parents, right? She came right. out as atheist to her parents, yeah. so that was relatively easier for her than where she said, I did it nonchalantly, mm-hmm. right? So, I really like that comment, uh, comparison of coming out religiously right. and um, sexually, yeah. And, and while you mentioned sort of it's a, it's a process and not a point, right? Mm-hmm. It seems that at least in this part of the process, Anna is, is, is sort of committed now right yeah. now what those next steps will be in in her process i mean who knows but but it seems that she's committed to 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 the process at this point right, right. she has yeah she's committed to the process and she has built so much other stuff around her right not right. just her sexuality she she's developing her career her educational right her religious beliefs all right. at the same time right so it's a complex thing so it wouldn't be surprising that process takes over a decade right to come to terms with and she's still we, she, she's still in the process, right? Right. And so, yeah, it's really, we don't know what the next step is, right? But she has built her herself as a great, as a great daughter, as a role model for her her siblings. Yeah. And maybe that's when she has all this establishment done, she'll probably um, voice it voice it directly to her parents. Right. What What about what do you think about the uh, sort of the the need to have to to go so far away, um, and then maybe even that's setting up the need to then come back, right? Because it, it seems to me that, that, that Anna might have been able, you know, mm. she wasn't able to sort of have that conversation and needed to go away, right, to start the process. But then going away creates sort of this requirement, right, that you then come back, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're going to share that with, with the folks and you're going to come out to, to folks that are, you know that are sort of meaningful part of your of your life in 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 some way so that's what do you think about that sort of built-in need then to come back <laughs> she has to come back in right, right? yeah yeah yes. yeah uh, i know she noted that she came from a oh um some small rural area in ohio in, uh, by chicago yeah illinois yeah yeah and she traveled she went to the military and she went to san diego and she was there for a decade mm-hmm Right, so it seems like she went from a rural area to an urban area, yeah. And now she's go- she went back right. to the rural, yeah, yeah. And that's really. But I think she's she's sort of determined 
that the process of going back is not going to include sort of going back in the closet, Mm-mm. right? Quote unquote, right? So no. now this sort of, you know, leaving to find uh, or to become now requires this coming back, but in a whole nother sort of shape now, right? Coming back um, in a way that says, hey, now I have some something to do, something to share, something to be, right? Right. With, with and she's going to establish it on her own terms, right. too, not her family's terms. Right, right. She's going to resist some of those. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Because <laughs> we'll like, like you said, the story is still to be so, written, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, you know what I found really interesting was the, again, and this is this has been sort of a theme kind of over and over again, right? But the 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 dating part to me was was really interesting right so 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 Anna's in this position to try to figure out you know how to um um initiate the Mm -hmm. the dating process how to come on to somebody right (laughs) In in a way that seems um authentic to her but at the same time communicates what you know she's she's trying to communicate in 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 her own terms yeah, you could really get the difficulty with the tension she was experiencing within herself, right? Yeah. She's like, do I send a drink or do I... Or <laughs> right, just, right, right. She's like, she doesn't know what she's doing and she yeah. has to be... And it feels like she said she had no one to social help her socialize right. in doing, right? So she's always figuring it out. Yeah. And you can notice that she's she was a bit frustrated. Yeah, it's, it telling. felt yeah, it felt like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, could, I, I felt that too. And, and I think the other interesting part of that is that then Anna has come out and has committed... And in a way, sort of, and I think we've gotten some of this from the other narratives, in a way, sort of confessed, mm. right, and, and committed to this um, this sort of confession. But at the same time, she's really yet to sort of act on that, right, in, in a way that, you know, she hasn't had a, mm-hmm. a, a relationship yet. And, you know, um, and and so then I wonder what that's going to mean to the rest of the, of the coming out process, you know. Well, sh- I guess she, yeah, she's still in the process of looking really for the relationship, right? In a way, she doesn't, does she really need a relationship to feel authentic? Yeah, good point, yeah. Or, or authentic to herself, right? Right, Because she came, she came to the podcast, she she told her story, and right. like, this is me and my life. Right, and, and that's the thing, right, is mm-hmm. it's not the relationship that either confirms, right, or denies, mm-hmm. uh someone's sort of being and how they feel right it's mm-hmm. ultimately the fact that that Anna has now sort of committed to this this thing right this person that she is now and 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 you know who who she wants to be I guess going forward and that seems to be the real part of it right mm-hmm. but it seems oftentimes where you know as outsiders people are always looking for uh Markers, yeah, as, yes. yeah, ways to confirm a commitment, right, or ways to demonstrate, or ways to, I mean, that that really sort yeah. of problematizes the performance aspect, yeah, right, because in this case, for other folks to recognize and validate, it requires a performance, exactly. But Allah has yet to perform that, right, and so then in their own, uh, in 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 her own understanding, right, she she, she still confirmed and and validated mm-hmm. all of those those feelings all, all, everything that mm-hmm. she is right yeah she don't need she don't need a check to check a box to right. say i am authentic to myself because i did x y and z right she's a, she's doing it in her own way right. so she's a, so that's the hard part right talking about how people view <laughs> yourself or label you that's really difficult and then yeah. resisting these labels is it's a difficult part we notice in the other narratives too right right like well it's just a phase you can't be this 
right sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the problem with with sort of limited definitions of community, right? Is because oftentimes it's the community that requires a particular commitment, and oftentimes that commitment is demonstrated, right, mm-hmm. rather than simply felt, you know. And so then, mm-hmm. I, and and I think that happens with with all kinds of communities. You know, how is it that a group of people recognize your commitment, mm-hmm. and then their and then how do they demonstrate their willingness to incorporate you into mm-hmm. uh, a, a community, right? It's their feelings as well. It's right. just, it's Anna's commu- feelings and the community's feelings yeah. that determine or right. play a role. Yeah. And I, I really like the the fact that, that sort of the performance part of that was, was complicated by, by Anna's uh, narrative, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. It's really good. That's well, what, what, uh, is, is that all we got or... I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we'll let you uh, figure out the rest of it. Uh, thanks for tuning in again to uh, Unconditional Love. All right. Signing out. All right. And uh, let's give a shout out to Frankie, who couldn't be here today, mm-hmm. um, but hopes to join us again soon. All right. All right. Till next time, folks. Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back for our next episode. In the meantime, for more narratives, please visit culturalmediaarchive.org and click on Archive tab. Feel free to send us an email with any comments, complaints, or suggestions. You can reach me at frankieyounger at gmail.com. And you can reach me at anthonyj at ucr.edu. Take care. Media Archive.